If your happy ending is no more joint pain, please try Sierra Sil with a money-back guarantee. It's all-natural joint pain relief that's changed our lives. Sierra, like the mountains, and Sil, like silicon. Go to sierrasil.com. Use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to Drift. Tonight I'll be bringing you a Ukrainian fairy tale called Ivan the Fool and St. Peter's Fife. It's an old story translated by Robert Nisbet Bain, edited just for you here on Drift. And it features a common character in many tales from this time and area of the world. In each story of Ivan the Fool, he gets into all kinds of mischief, fun, and trouble. And in this one, he's given a small recorder or flute-like instrument, and oh, what he does with it. Drift is made possible by Envy Pillow. I first found Envy Pillow when I was suffering stress neck pain. Envy Pillow is the only certified organic pillow you'll find infused with antimicrobial and collagen boosting copper. Learn more in the morning at Envy Pillow. That's E N V Y Pillow.com and sleep with the best. So now, Let us find a place of relaxation and comfort. Have a nice big stretch if room allows. And then let it all go. Clench your fists and curl your toes. And then release. See how good that feels? Let your arms and legs feel heavy. And give your hips and your shoulders, your neck, and your jaw permission to just release their hold let your eyelids feel heavy and now just take one slow deep inhale now release it even more slowly and as you do thank yourself for this time with me as I thank you One more big breath in. And on the exhale, think these words. I am safe. I am loved. I am at peace. And if you're ready, let's drift. Once upon a time, there was a man who had three sons. Two were clever. But the third called Ivan, was a fool. Their father divided all his goods among them and died, and the three brothers went out into the world to seek their fortunes. Now the two wise brothers left all their goods at home, but Ivan the fool had only inherited a large millstone, a big rock wheel, and took it along with him. They went on and on and on, till it began to grow dark, when they came to a large forest. Then the wise brothers said, Let us climb up to the top of this oak and pass the night there, and then robbers will not fall upon us. But what will this silly donkey do with his millstone? asked one of them. 
I mean to pass the night in this tree also, he replied. Then the wise brothers climbed to the very tip-top of the tree, and Ivan dragged himself up too with that big old millstone after him. He tried to get up as high as his brothers, but he had to be content with staying in the lower part of the tree on the thicker branches. So there he sat, hugging the millstone in his arms. Eventually, some robbers came along, still red-handed from their work, and they prepared to pass the night under the tree. So they gathered firewood and made themselves a roaring fire beneath a huge cauldron. And in this cauldron, they began to boil their supper. They boiled and boiled till their mess of stew was ready, and then they all sat down around the cauldron and took out their large ladles. They were just about to dig in. In fact, they were blowing their food because it was so boiling hot. When Ivan let his big millstone plop down into the middle of the cauldron, their hot stew flew right into their eyes. The robbers were so terrified that they all sprang to their feet and scampered off through the forest, forgetting all the booty of which they had robbed the merchants that day and the days before. Then Ivan came down from the oak and called to his brothers, Come down here and divide the spoils. So the wise brothers climbed down, put all the treasure on the backs of the robbers' horses, and went home with it. But in that mad flurry, the only thing that Ivan was able to secure for himself was a bag of incense. Hmm, what to do? With this incense, he thought, for although Ivan was not a wise man, I'm sure any of us would wonder just the same thing. He had an idea. He immediately took his incense bag to the nearest churchyard, placed it on the top of a tomb, and began to pound away at it with his millstone. Suddenly, St. Peter appeared to him and said, what art thou doing, good man? I am pounding up this incense to make bread of it. Nay, good man, I will advise thee better. Give me the incense, and take from me whatever thou wilt. Very well, St. Peter, said the fool. You must give me a little fife, but a fife of such a sort that whenever I play upon it, Everyone will just have to dance. All right, said St. Peter, but dost thou know how to play a fife? No, said Ivan the Fool, but I can soon learn. Then St. Peter drew forth a little fife from his robes and gave it to him and took away the incense. And who can say where he went with it? But Ivan stood up, gazed at the sky, and said, Look now, St. Peter has already burnt my incense and made of it that large white cloud that is sailing above my head. Then he took up his fife and began to play, 
and the moment that he started, everything around him began to dance. The wolves and the hares and the foxes and the bears. Even the very birds lit down upon the ground and began to dance. And Ivan went on laughing and playing all the time. Even the savage surly bears danced and danced till their legs tottered beneath them. Then they clutched tight hold of the trees to stop themselves from dancing, but it was of no use. Dance they must. At last Ivan himself was tired and lay down to rest. And when he had rested a little, he got up again and went on into town. There all the people were in the bazaars, buying and selling. Some were buying pancakes, others baskets of bright-colored eggs, others again pitchers of beer. Ivan began playing on his fife, and soon they all started dancing. One man, who had a whole basket of eggs on his head, danced and danced till they all broke and he looked like the yolk of an egg himself. Those who were asleep got up and began dancing right away. There were some who danced without trousers and some who danced without smocks or shirts. And there were some who danced with nothing on at all. For dance they must when Ivan began playing. The whole town was turned upside down. The dogs, the pigs, the roosters and hens, everything that had life came out and danced. At last, Ivan was tired. So he stopped his playing and went into the town to seek some work. The parson there took a fancy to him and said to Ivan, Good man, would you like to work for me? That I will, gladly, said Ivan. How much pay do you want by the year, then? Oh, said Ivan, it won't be much. Five carbovansia, which are coins are all I ask. Good, I agree, said the parson. So he hired Ivan as his servant, and the next day he sent him out into the fields to tend his cattle. Ivan drove the cows into the pasture, but he himself perched on the top of a haystack while the cattle grazed. He sat and sat and sat till he grew quite bored. And then he said to himself, I'll play a bit on my fife. I haven't played for a long time. So he began to play, and immediately all the cattle started dancing. And not only the cattle, but all the foxes, and the hares, and the wolves, and everything in the hedges and ditches started dancing too. They danced and danced till the poor cattle were clean worn out and on their last breath. In the evening, Ivan drove them home, but they were so famished that they tugged at the dirty straw roofs of the huts they passed.
and so got a chance mouthful or two. But Ivan went in and had supper and a comfortable night's rest afterward. The next day, he again drove the cattle into the pastures. They began grazing peacefully till he took out his fife again. When they all began dancing like mad, he played on and on till evening when he drove the cattle home again, and they were all as hungry as could be and wearied to death from dancing. Now the parson was astonished when he saw his cattle. Where on earth has he been feeding them, he thought. They are quite tired out and almost famished. I'll take care to go myself tomorrow and see exactly where he does take them and what he does with them. So, on the third day, Ivan again drove the cattle into the pastures. But this time the parson followed after them, and he went and hid himself behind the hedge near to which Ivan was watching the cattle graze. There he sat and watched to see what the man would do. In time, Ivan mounted on to the haystack and once again began to play. And immediately all the cattle started dancing and everything in the hedge, and the parson behind the hedge danced too. Now that hedge was a prickly one of blackberries, and as the parson began frolicking about in it, he tore to shreds his cassock and his breeches and his undercoat and his shirt, and scratched his skin and wrenched out his beard, as if he had been very badly shaved. But still the poor parson had to go on dancing in the midst of the nasty hedge, till there were great welts and wounds all over his body, and the blood began to flow. Well, the parson saw he was under some kind of spell, and shrieked to please stop playing. But Ivan was so wrapped up in his music that he did not hear him. At last he looked in the direction of the hedge, and when he saw the poor parson skipping about like a lunatic, he stopped. The parson darted away as fast as his legs could carry him toward the village. And, oh, what a sight he looked! as he dashed through the streets. The people didn't know him, and, scandalized that anybody should run around in rags and tatters so that his whole body could be seen, began to shout awful things at him. Then the poor man turned off the public road, crawled away through the woods, and dashed off through the tall reeds of the gardens with the town's dogs on his heels. For wherever he went, they took him for a robber and hounded on the dogs. At last the parson got home, all rags and tatters, so that when his wife saw him, she did not know him, but called to the laborers, Help! There's a robber here! Get rid of him! They came rushing up with sticks and tools, but as he began talking to them, at last they recognized him led him home, and he told his wife all about Ivan. The parson's wife was so amazed she could hardly believe it. 
In the evening, Ivan drove home the oxen, put them into their stalls, gave them straw to eat, and then came into the house himself to have supper. As he entered their home, the parson said to him, Come now, Ivan, when you have rested a bit, play my wife a little song. But as for the parson, he took good care to tie himself first of all to the pillar which held up the roof of the house. Ivan sat down on the ground near the front door and began to play. The parson's wife sat perched on a bench to listen to him while he played, but immediately she leapt up from the bench and began to dance. And she danced with such hearty goodwill that the place became too small for her. Then the devil seemed to take possession of the cat, too. For Kitty leapt from under the stove and began to spring and bound about as well. The parson held on and held on to the pillar with all his might. But do you know, it was of no use. He had no power to resist. He let go with his hands and tugged and tugged till the rope that held him grew slacker and slacker. And then he went dancing round and round the pillar at a furious rate with the rope chafing his hands and feet the whole time. At last he could endure it no longer and bawled to Ivan to stop. The devil is in you, cried he. Then Ivan stopped playing, put his fife into his breast pocket, and went and laid down to sleep. But the parson said to his wife, We must turn away this Ivan tomorrow, for he will be the death of both us and our cattle. Ivan, however, overheard what the parson said to his wife, and getting up early in the morning, he went straight to the man and said to him, Give me one hundred carbovancia, and I'll be off. But if you won't give it to me, I'll play and play till you and your wife have danced yourself to death, and then I'll take your place and live here in comfort. The parson scratched himself behind the ears and hesitated, but at last he thought he had better give the money and be rid of him, so he took the hundred carbovancia out of his satchel and gave them to Ivan. Then Ivan played them a parting song, till the parson and his wife fell down to the ground exhausted. Then he put his fife into his breast pocket and wandered forth into the wide world. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a happy ending or not, my friend, for who knows where Ivan and his maniacal fife traveled next? Did St. Peter intervene? We can't know. But our story ends here, this Ukrainian fairy tale, as we wish upon you the sleep of the parson and his wife. And upon the people of Ukraine, peaceful sleep as well tonight. We can wish. Now drift off. And sweet dreams. <laughs>